irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Sushi. Welcome back to a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of Max and Friends. Whatever day it is you're tuning in, I'm grateful that you're here. If it's your first time tuning in, where have you been? We have been here for 13 years. 13 years we're here on LA Talk Radio. And now every single broadcasting platform of podcasting platforms. <laughs> I'll eventually get that right. I have never said podcasting as much in my whole life until this last year, nor do I do video. So if you're tuning in on video, spread the word. I'm doing video. Here I am in New York, in my library, in my office, bringing this to you. So I was caught in the rain. So I said, I'm just going to throw on this hoodie and I'm going to bring you who I am authentically in this now moment. So if you're tuning in, for the first time, tweet me at Max Tucci, Instagram me at Max Tucci, and let me know what's going on in your life. We have a great show today, like a great show. My guest is coming all the way from Belgium via, well, I don't even know what you're using anymore, StreamYard, StreamYard, StreamYard. So welcome, Kathy Spas, to Max and Friends. Hi, good evening, I would say, because it is evening here. It is life. evening there. In the illusion of time, it's evening where you are, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you're a world-class coach to professional performers, actors, athletes, and artists. And the question for the top of the show for our listeners is, do you want to achieve your goals? Do you want to align your mindset, align your emotions? And do you want to claim your shine and own it? Claim your shine and own it. Kathy, welcome to the show. Let's, you know, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to have some music later on so that everyone can take a break. This is a life class. So take your notes, get your pens. Look, I am like ready here <laughs> to take notes. Why? Because right now where you're supposed to be is listening to Max and Friends. And that's exactly where we all are in this exact moment. Let us get, let's get into the genesis of Kathy. I know that you are a horse rider. So am I. There's a lot of discipline in that, especially hunter jumpers. It's a whole different um, division of horse riding as opposed to pleasure. So I know you have discipline and I'm sure you had it at a young age. So tell us about your life and what brought you to the moment where you realized claim your shine and own it became your catchphrase. 
Yeah, well, that is actually really funny because I am the worst in thinking about titles or cool catchphrases or a name for my program. And I, I'm honestly, I'm the worst in doing those things. But that catchphrase, claim your shine and own it, I, I had never heard it anywhere. But when I started my coaching practice five years ago for, for highly sensitive people, that was just my mantra. It's like, yeah. this is this is me now. This is what I am doing. This is what I want to engage other people in doing as well. And, and so it just naturally came or something. So that is that was one of the strangest things ever, because honestly, no, I'm I'm the worst. That's why my my company name is just my name. You know, I don't want to waste <laughs> time on trivial things like thinking about a cool name. It's just me. So, yeah, that that was actually uh, that was actually really cool because I still today love that catchphrase and that's still everything that I am and that I want to be and especially share with others. Mm. But where I come from is an entire different place. Actually, my parents divorced when I was three and a half years old. And my little brother was one and a half. And my father had a horse, yeah, a horse school, a horse yard. Yeah. So he was professionally working with horses, uh, show jumping. So naturally, you know, we got sucked into that and that became my whole life. And, and I was professionally working with horses for over 10 years uh, after my studies. And then at one point, I just, I finally got to the stage where I was able to buy my own horse yard and where I could really, you know, build my legacy the way I wanted to do it. But after two years of managing my own stable, it wasn't more work. <laughs> it wasn't harder. It wasn't, you know, nothing changed. I only was able to finally do it my own way, which was amazing. But I couldn't cope with the pressure. You know, there's oh, yeah. just the, the financial part and I was always worrying and it sucked all the fun out of it. You know, I completely lost the passion for the thing that I had loved my whole life and that I had worked so hard for to get there. And then after two years, I sold the whole th damn thing because I was just burned out. I was uh -huh. completely frustrated. I, I didn't find joy or pleasure in writing anymore. So yeah, there was no point in working for so little money when it wasn't fulfilling me anymore. And the passion was gone. Exactly. There was just, and, and I've always followed my passion. You know, I've never worked just a job to work it. So I've always followed my passion. So that is the most important thing for me. And then if I think about it, you know, these last years I've worked harder than ever, but it felt a lot lighter because my mindset had changed. Mm. And that is just a complete difference in, and the experience when you do something. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm sure there's so many people that are listening that can identify. I know that when I was similar to you, when I was doing riding, it was passion. I loved horseback riding. I loved being on the horse. I loved the connection with nature. And I never went into the professional industry. So it was always very much easier for me to just enjoy it. And then I got involved in television. 
And I remember burning my the candle at both ends. I was coming home sometimes parking in the driveway at two o'clock in the morning, not realizing that I had parked the car and fallen asleep in the car. And I would wake up like, like, oh my God, I thought I was still driving, yet the car was parked and I was in the driveway. And I was like, literally, I can flash back into it. And it gives me almost that stress of like, oh my God, I can see myself there. So many people are going through that. And now post-pandemic with offices opening back up, achievers are becoming depleted. You know, we were in a, in a position where we could work from home and that was challenging in itself. And highly sensitive people now who are going back into the workplace and it's their passion are now being faced with a whole new group of challenges. Self-doubt is huge. You know, I think what the pandemic brought out for a lot of people, fear, fear of nature, fear of the unknown and fear of people. So when all three of those fears are activated and we have to now go back into the workplace, we have brain noise, we have self-doubt, we have, you know, this obsessiveness to almost want to go back home and work from home. So you're a coach now. How often do you hear people say, I have brain noise and I want it to stop? Every day. I mean, that is just, especially because, you know, I work with artists, with high achievers, with performers, and most of them are high, highly sensitive people without knowing it before they get in touch with me or they know a little bit. But then the brain noise is, is most of the time the number one thing holding you back from the thing that you actually want in life, whether that's feeling relaxed and, and that trust that we sometimes lose when we get stuck in that, in that fear or in that anxiety or in that thought process, because mm -hmm. that is, that is making us very restless. Mm. And even without the pandemic, I mean, there is, so much overstimulation going on in the world right now that even non-highly sensitive people are are being overstimulated so mm -hmm. for us with that deeper processing in the brain there's just it's like it's non-stop and it's it's getting harder and harder mm -hmm. to turn that little computer off and to that unplug. is like, yeah yeah to unplug is really hard you know to be candid they say the average person has what like 40, 20 to 40,000 thoughts a minute or something, right? I say that I have like 120,000 thoughts a minute. <laughs> and for me, it's like with, between social media and the show and the book, I'm writing a book now too. There's all of these aspects of like being in high demand at certain times of the day. And for me, I'm an Aquarius. So I love my freedom <laughs> and I feel like the pressure. And I know that so many people, and that's what's so important about doing this show, is that people are beginning to feel the pressure again. When you say highly sensitive people, for those that are tuning in, and this is a new phrase to them, what does highly sensitive people mean? Well, it's, it's actually a very wide aspect, um, but it is a characteristic so first of all, it's not a disease. It's not a condition. You know, it's a characteristic like I'm impatient. And I'm highly sensitive, but the highly sensitive part goes a little bit deeper. Okay. So that can cross a few areas in your life. So you can feel it on your senses. For example, in, in my own case, um, when there's a lot of really loud, sharp noise that can really, you know, hurt my brain for mm -hmm. some instance, or for some reason, I have had people 
when I was giving a lecture who said, oh, the light was so sharp. Can you dim that a little bit more? Well, well, you know, I didn't even notice that. I've had um, an actress that I work with and she said, you know, I can, oh, I can smell everything so strongly and I have a good sense of smell. But she was giving these classes of inspiring speaking and she said I, she could smell the fear on them. And that is, you know, it has not a lovely scent. So it can go quite far. And then mm. I had this client and she said, yeah, but I've never had problems with loud noise or anything. I was always partying till the last person. And then I said, yeah, so was I. But you know what? We were drinking when we were doing that. So we were numbing our senses. Mm -hmm. We didn't even know that the impact that all that noise and all that simulation had on us because when i wasn't drinking you know at 1 a.m i would be like completely tired and and could barely stand anymore but when i was drinking i could go on till five or seven in the morning and and that was just <laughs> fine i was having an amazing time <laughs> but there's also the emotional aspect because mm -hmm. studies have shown that the right hemisphere of the brain is more activated so mm -hmm. that means creativity thinking in terms of solutions and very important in the industry where where i work in a lot is the empathy mm. actors singers songwriters they often you know they really need to know what it feels like to play that character or to present that song or to really get into the skin of other people to know how that feels so that they can transfer that and, and bring it into their work. And that is why they are often so good at what they do because their empathy levels are so highly activated, but that can also mean that you can take on emotions of others and that you can feel overwhelmed. You know, for example, for for instance, a few years ago, when my husband would come back from work and he would be frustrated, you know, heavy day, wanted to ventilate a little bit and he was like, rah, rah, rah. and then I would take it personal because, you know, mm. I wasn't feeling great in my own skin. And so what he was projecting came in, was like fired up, being shut out again. And there was just this... <laughs> fireworks but not in the good way yeah and we, had, we had a fight the entire evening because his energy came in got multiplied and got shot back out and then you know everyone was feeling frustrated mm. but now you know when you can find calm and peace in yourself you can give someone else the space to just feel frustrated ventilate a little bit and just be there and be mm. present and be there for them without having to take it in and yeah. that just means that we can still have a very lovely evening and that you know when this happens to one of us that there's nothing going on because it, it's not going to be projected or taking in mm -hmm. because that is one of the the biggest pitfalls when it comes to the emotional part but then the most important aspect for me is a deeper processing in the brain because when you can compare it to a toolbox someone who is not highly sensitive when they see a situation they will take the hammer 
and they will use it. When a highly sensitive person sees a situation, they will examine the entire toolbox first, and then they'll take a few tools to see, you know, what works best. Because our brain is programmed not just to think deeper, because that's what it's doing. It's processing information on a deeper level. But it is also thinking a lot about social contacts. Contacts. Con no, context. Yeah, context. Context. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> context. <laughs> yeah. So that means that we're always thinking about how will someone else feel when I do this? So mm. we are engaged a lot in our environment, sometimes more than ourselves even. And that is why a lot of highly, highly sensitive people or HSP lose themselves because mm. we are so focused on the outside that mm -hmm. we've lost touch with the inside. And that's when it can get really hard in life. And I see that. Yeah. You said the more demanding your environment is, the easier it is to lose yourself and try mm. Be that person for everyone and what is being asked of you. And then you just lose touch with what it is that you need and want and desire. Mm -hmm. And then we create boundaries. You know, I read a great book once called The Courage to Be Disliked. And for me, that was a great book because I am in that realm of highly sensitive. But I also, at the end of the day, don't really give a shit. <laughs> Where right. if that toolbox is presented, I'm a New Yorker, born, you know, like I am street smart. I got to get something done. So whatever tool I find is the first tool I use. <laughs> you know? So for me, if I, I've, I've, the job's got to get done. And yeah. that in itself becomes exhausting because it's not about perfecting the task. It's about getting it done no matter what. And that for me has become an exhausting trait where, again, like I used to work and come home at night, I didn't even realize the car was parked, you know? And so for me, reading the book, The Courage to Be Disliked, which was recently, really opened up my paradigm to understanding that it's responsible to take care of ourself and to be in a place of really happiness. And so my question to you is, for those that are listening, and they feel that they're stuck between a rock and a hard place and they're in a tunnel and there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but they're not sure if the light is a train or the <laughs> sun. <laughs> what advice do you offer them to say, proceed? Oh, I love that comparison. Well, it, it's just, first of all, go back inside because that's the only place where you can connect and feel is this the right way or not. Mm -hmm. And the way I love to do that with my, my clients, like, for example, if I work with you, Max, then the thing would be... Okay, Let's do well, the example. You know what? Yeah. The best way to show is through example. So question yeah. me and we'll go there. And for all of these who are listening tonight, my guest is live from Belgium. <laughs> Say hi to Belgium. <laughs> Kathy Spass is with us. And we're talking really about claiming your shine and owning it. And also being in this present so that you can have the mindset to achieve your goals. So it's in you yeah. to do it. You've got to do the work. And you know, I always say that here on Max and Friends, you've got to do the work. So here's a process in how to do the work with someone who's able to coach you and help you, Kathy Spass. Before we get into coaching in that minute, how can people reach you if they feel inspired to be in touch with you, to, to continue the conversation with you? Well, they can follow me on, on social media by just putting in my name. For sure, there's always new content with new insights and motivation that I do share. 
to keep you going and inspired. Um, but for sure, my website is definitely the place to be if you want to know more about how you can work with me, because I, I do only open up very limited amount of spots every mm -hmm. once in a while, because uh, I want to be all invested in my clients mm -hmm. and for myself as well. Absolutely. So I'm very uh, strict with my time. So that would probably be the website to book a call, right. see if there's a match, and then we'll see if there's a good selection process that, you know, if this works or not for me, because I'm critical. I'm, you know, I work for six months with someone at least, that's the minimum. So we need to have some fun together. So if there's mm -hmm. not a good match, then I will be honest about that too. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. It's boundaries. And we're going to talk about boundaries later in the show because they're important to create. And they're important to have and know and understand. And again, a boundary to me is not something where it's like a slight to someone, but yet a respect to yourself. Remember that a boundary is respectful of yourself and your own time. So let's walk through what, you know, something you would do to give you a backstory of me. I have the show here. I have the radio show. I'm writing a book. I've done television. I do cooking shows, blah, 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 all of this. And now the end of my days, as you heard, used to be parking in the lot, not knowing that I was home. So I'm sensitive and let's do the approach. So, okay, so I'm, I'm curious, first of all, is um, how long ago is that the 2 a.m. parking lot? Like 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. So that's not last week. Okay. No, no, no. no. Happy to hear that. Happy to hear that. <laughs> So you've got a lot going on, which means that your attention can get very much defragmented. Yeah, is that mm -hmm. it? That it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's all over the place. So then it can get hard to focus. So if you if you would describe your tunnel, because you put it there so beautifully with that example, mm -hmm. what is the thing that you would be struggling with most at this point where you need clarity? Wow. So for me, clarity, I'm a, a person that lives right now in the moment. Perfect. And clarity for me, I have a friend of mine, Ash Ruiz, who's always on the show. And we say clarity where, clarity here, clarity now. <laughs> so for me, clarity is something where, for instance, yesterday I had meetings for the editorial you know, meetings. And then I had to do a, a, a call afterwards with my co-author. And for me, it's about setting intentions. I feel like I jump right into the conversation, even though I've said we have to set the intentions of the call or the email or the project. And then I don't follow through with setting the intention. I'm just so excited to jump into the project. And yeah. then what happens, like you're saying, it's like the thoughts deviate to everywhere except for what needed to happen. <laughs> okay. No, but then because you are so conscious and you've already done a lot of the, what I like to call inner work, because mm -hmm. you know it, you have been doing this for a long time. So that's easy for me to work with because we speak the same language. But when does it work for you to do put that intention out? For example, when you send an email or when you do a call or whatever, mm. when, when is it successful? When is it working for you? Mm -hmm. When it's creating that boundary. And that's why we're going to talk about boundaries here at Sonata Max and Friends, because for me, what happens is, if I know that, and I said this, and it's, I love that you said this, we're so on the same frequency today, because I said to my co-author, from now on, before we have any editorial meetings, we have to have an intention email first. We have to create the space, create the boundary to say, 
in this conversation that we will have, we have to do X, Y, and Z. Organizing it to a point where we get it together, get it done, and we do our work. You know, it's always about doing the work. And so really for me now, it's the, the email that goes out before the conversation, which is what are the intentions for, for our next conversation? So that's something that I'm working on now, creating that intentional boundary to have a conversation with intention. Yeah, and I think it's even more than a boundary. It's mm -hmm. you're, you're building a framework, not mm -hmm. just for yourself, but mm -hmm. for everyone involved. And mm -hmm. that's working. That is that is working. That is also what we do when we set boundaries. We create a framework mm -hmm. for other people to see and to mm -hmm. feel sometimes <laughs> and, you know, to experience so that they can know where the line is or that they know where they're going in this case you are showing them the way and that is actually in coaching what i love to do in the work and that is first get that vision clear mm. I, work, I i love to work with the vision and the energy and aligning those two so we would be working on getting that vision even clearer for the next level because mm. at this point you've got so much going on right here that it is getting harder to see what is there. And you don't have to be out of the now to go there. But it is like when you are the captain of a boat, mm -hmm. you know, you do need to know which direction you're going in order to steer your boat. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise you're just floating around in the, in yeah. the ocean. And that can be fun for a while. But it's exhausting. I have floated. <laughs> you know, it's interesting to say that. And we're going to play a song a little bit about water. So lead me to the water. We're going to play in just a moment. But, um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, being in an industry of entertainment, rejection becomes your friend, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so my mantra always is that, you know, man's rejection is the universe protection. <laughs> you know, like I wasn't supposed to do that. So the universe rose up to meet me, but then it's like, how many times does that rejection have to happen to something finally happens? And I know that a lot of you who are going through rejection in work, in career, and you have empathy and you have sympathy and you're highly sensitive, rejection can crush your soul. So if you feel like that's happening to you, stay tuned to Max and Friends tonight because we're going to talk about claiming your shine and owning it. So highly sensitive. I get highly sensitive in the sense where I read, you know, when we had an email prior to the show about perfection and perfectionism and doing things in a way that you hold yourself up to a high standard. And so, for instance, for me, and I hope that listeners tonight can resonate to this, when I turn in a project and there's constructive criticism, and I call it constructive criticism because that's no one's intentionally trying to hurt you <laughs> in your work. And if they are, then maybe you need to find a new workplace. But when there is that constructive criticism, there is still a piece of me that like, I feel upset or I feel sorry, or like with editing the book now, I've opened myself up and I've surrendered. You know, this is how I surrender. <laughs> I don't surrender like this. I surrender I, like this perfect. to the point where it's let the professionals edit the book, you know, let my story be told. And I said, I set the attention that I understand things need to be edited. When something is edited and I like, it almost like hurts my heart a little bit that that's no longer part of the book. So if there's something listeners that you feel you've worked so hard on a project and you feel like, you know, it's been edited and your heart hurts, 
What advice, Kathy, do you give to our listeners and to me for that matter? Yeah, that is a great question because that is something that we all have to deal with every day. And whatever you do and whatever profession you're in, rejection is part of the process. You need it in order to grow. If everything is going great, that's great. But then there will be a point where you will have to reinvent yourself because whatever you're doing, new level, new devil. And that means that when you're growing, there will be resistance because that is the way your brain is programmed. So if you don't experience resistance, I am sorry, my friend, but you are not growing. You are just doing the same old thing over and over again. I love so, it. Yeah. When I it's feel disrupting, it's disrupting the patterns and pathologies yeah. and the disruption is for some people very challenging. So yeah. we either welcome it or you reject it. And the brain is just programmed to keep you in your current position, not because your brain is an asshole and it doesn't want you to, to do better or to feel better, but because it thinks that it's keeping you safe. That is just mm. the way the survival brain works. And that is why so many people struggle and there's like 2% in the world who are doing it on their own without support of a coach or a mentor or something that inspires them or motivates them every day to keep on doing the work and to continuing because that is how the brain works. It is programmed to keep you at the same level and it's very good at it, you know, because it is, it is there to help you survive. So first of all, see it as your friend because mm. it is there to keep you safe and it is trying to do you a favor. So I've turned that around. When I hear that resistance, I, I can do two things. Or I can say, all right, so I want to do this, but I feel like the cold sweat is coming. Mm -hmm. So then I know I have to do it, you know, because that is going to bring me growth. Otherwise, my whole body wouldn't have to create this system to keep me where I am. So what does it mean? What does it mean growth? And what does it mean to grow for you? For me, it's about reinventing yourself and to, yeah, to grow. That's a great question because it can mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. But for me, it means stepping out of my comfort zone and doing things that I wasn't used to do that will bring me closer to myself, closer to my goals, closer to shining my light, you know, it's, it's going the positive way. And that, that is for me how it works. So when I do hear that resistance, which will come up because that is how the brain works, then I will just see it as an indication of, oh, okay, so I'm not fully aligned yet with my energy and with my thoughts to the place where I want to be. So this is just letting me know that I can reshift my focus to the things that I do want mm -hmm. and to the feeling that I do want to experience and to the person that I do want to be and to fully step into that energy and really own it. So mm -hmm. for me, I'm just trying to see it as an indicator, as a loving, as a loving note saying, Hey, you know, you're, you're thinking the wrong way. So I'm getting conscious about it shifting it, stepping into it, owning it, moving forward. <laughs> so, mm. 
You know, there's a great friend of mine, Dr. Grace Cornish, and she says it's face it, erase it, replace it. It's shifting the paradigm of our thoughts. So speaking of shifting the paradigm of our thoughts, let's shift right now, Sam. Can we get Lead Me to the Water on? Because when we're back, we still have so much more to talk about here on Max and Friends. My guest is Kathy Spaz, right from Belgium. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to you, our listeners. Stay tuned. Every day I wake alone, knowing in my bones, this ain't my home, no, no. Every leaf that leaves a tree, hypnotic thing, reminds me so. I tell you I, I need a second chance. Teach me to learn, I'm afraid to learn, I can dance, but I can't turn, oh tell me, will you lead me to the water, God to hear my soul in the water, will you lead me to the water, Gotta hear my soul in the water. Power and the madness stops. The dream of peace begins. Every little means. It's sold as an end, but tell me where does the meaning begin? Yesterday I heard somebody say the word spiritual. Take me closer to that man and what he understands. Does he know the conflict in my Cross now. Oh, I'm ready to cross now. 
LA Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends and all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Tweet me at Max Tucci. Instagram me at Max Tucci. And please, I'm going to start transitioning over to at Max Tucci Radio for the show on Instagram. So start using at Max Tucci Radio. Had to take that note and let you all know what's going on in my life. It's about creating a boundary. So speaking of boundaries, we're going to answer. We have a you know, the illusion of time is always before us. I'm having such a great conversation. Thank you for joining me, Kathy Spaz. And it's a fun time. You know, it's a good conversation. So it goes by quickly. So here's the deal. You know, we've got to focus on our listeners. Boundaries. How do we create boundaries? First of all, it's, again, going back inside. And, you know, I'll take an example. When we work together, Max, it would be like, okay, where are where are your boundaries being crossed at this moment getting aware of that because we we often we don't even know how often it is happening and then where exactly those boundaries are being crossed so first of all it's it's bringing that into a framework mm. and seeing you know where is it going wrong so that we can start seeing and looking together at okay so what would we want that to look like what would be the ideal situation for this, for me? And how would I feel in that situation? And what I love to do with people is let them step out of the current situation where something might go wrong or not feel aligned. And to really step into the vision. Like, if I'm already that person that is centered, that is calm, that is trusting myself, that is trusting the universe, that is feeling strong and aligned, that is feeling all the power inside of him or herself. I see myself there. I really, I really want to take you there, you know, into that vision. You are that person. Okay, so when you are that person, how would you react from that loving space but also with love for yourself and with love for the others, how would you respond in that situation, being that person? And then you'll see that you'll get a completely different outcome. Because like I said earlier, our brain is also programmed to, yeah, to, I don't know how to say it in English, but we are thinking all the time about the social context. So we don't want to disappoint anyone. Okay. So we become pleasers. And that is when you put yourself last. And that is why I was a little bit thinking, mm -mm, Max, when you were saying, you know, we need to get the job done no matter what. And that is what we will do. Uh -huh. We will put ourselves last uh -huh. because we will get it done no matter what. And we will get it done good and right and in the best possible way because that is who we are. Because we want everyone to be happy. And we want everyone to like us. And that it's exhausting. Is, and that is exhausting, exactly. You know, so, and we have to be honest with ourselves too. You know, the honesty with ourselves is if it is exhausting, let others know that I'm tired. It's yeah. okay to have feelings. <laughs> it's okay to have feelings. I'm feeling a little sad because time is upon us, but we have so much more to talk about. I'm going to have to have you back because this is going to be a part two. You know, yeah. we have so much to cover because I want to get to the questions. How do we claim our shine and how do we own it? And also, I want to get to the questions on finding purpose yeah. and fulfillment in our terms and taking the steps to achieve it. 
I think those are two topics that we definitely need to. Will you join me again and we can continue this next I Sunday? I think we do need an entire new episode. We of that do. We will not do that in five to ten. Reasons. There's no way. Four minutes. <laughs> you know what I will share? I will share a little teaser. You know, because you were saying earlier, like, you know, when I surrender, I do this. Mm. And I love that because when you do that, you're just shutting yourself off. And what I hear very often with especially sensitive people because we take on so many emotions and mm -hmm. so much input that you know especially in the spiritual world you'll hear you know put a shield around you mm -hmm. but what you're doing and i used to do that too and it, it works a little bit but i've experienced something brand new which is not new of course but for me it was new a few years ago when i found this out that when I do that, when I put something around me, I'm actually subconsciously giving my brain the signal that something is wrong. So that is not going to help me on a core level. So, you know, the thing that I love to do is the exact opposite and really open up. Mm -hmm. and do you know the Care Bears? Yes, yeah. of course, Care Bears stare. <laughs> and, and here they would say shine, if you, yeah. if you would translate it. So Care Bears shine, and it would be like, and I would be outside in the sun, I'd be like, yes, let's bring it in. And that is for me to just step into your own light and to really, then at that moment, you are just one with yourself and with the universe, and there is there is no better feeling than that. So... I would just say, go check those Care Bears out. <laughs> I love that. You know, we just finished, we just, we're coming into Max and Friends now after doing a three-week series on what is God and does God exist? Cool. And we wrapped it up. So I, whoever's listening right now and you want to hear those shows, go play them. We wrapped it up. Ravi, the book is Hungry, Happy Soul, Hungry Mind. Happy Soul, Hungry Mind. And he basically breaks it down to, God is the universe. The universe is God. And then Ash Ruiz, who's my buddy and friend, said, and then to translate it for those who don't believe in the universe, that God is this moment. This moment is God. And then I translate it to God is you. You are God. God is me. I am God. God is we. We are God. We yeah. in this collective moment right now are cracking that shell that we have put around us. I like the visual of saying, you know, when we encase ourselves in something, then there we are encased. So let's crack the shell. Let's continue to crack the shell in next week's conversation on Max and Friends. My guest, Kathy Spaz, before I let you go, let's do a quick word game association. I'm going to say a word. I have my little bell here. It's all of like, you know, the fun little bell and I'll say a word and then you will say what it means to you. Sounds good? Okay, I'll try. <laughs> because here's why. From doing this for 13 years, the first, you know, I always, I know what's going to happen in shows now. I'm going to be so involved in the show that I know we're going to have to continue to do another, you know, another episode. Why? Because it's an introduction to who you are. And I feel people can feel comfortable when they know who my guests are. You know, for me, 13 years, I'm an open book. If you don't know me by now, <laughs> then you don't know me. So to get to know you real quick, let's just do a quick round. Whatever word I say, bring it up. They'll be fun. They'll be easy. And then we'll have you back next week. How does that sound? Great. Let's cool. do it. All right. Here we go. Friends. Friends is people that you are aligned with and that you lift each other's spirits up. Frequency. Frequency is the vibration that you're in and the way you are feeling. And that is a magnet to what you are attracting. Synchronicity. 
synchronicity. That is hard for me because I don't know how I could translate that best. So translate it in your language. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wouldn't know how to, I don't even know if we have like a real good word for that in, in Flemish or Dutch. Synchronicity. Is that like when you have things that are, yeah, like when you're attracting people who are like, who are the same vibe as yeah. you? Is, is that how I can there's see There's a it? flow. There's a, there's a synchronetic flow. Oh, we got to wrap up. All right. We're going to pass that question. Sorry. Highly sensitive people. Me and a lot of people that I love to spend time with. <laughs> <laughs> Emotions. Emotions are beautiful, hard struggles and intense and loving. Beautiful. All right. We got to wrap it up. To me, emotions are energy in motion and we've got to get going. Before we go, what do you want people to take with them into this week? The Care Bears, just shine, just be your light and just be the beautiful person that you are and make that journey inside because that's where the magic lies. It sure does. Don't think out of the box. Think inside the box because that's where the magic is. I love you all for tuning in. Like the top of this show said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Take your little light. Let it shine. Take your glory and run. And remember to take life to the max. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Thanks for listening to Max and Friends tonight. My guest, Good night. We got to go. Until next time. Good night and good karma.